Man. 
cup runs on. My cup runs on. Over and over. I receive every blessing you have for me.
your hand like this. Two years ago, I made a lot of mistakes and I made up my mind that I was going to do something about it. Let me tell you what I decided that I was going to do. I got to clean up what I messed up. I'm starting my life over again. I got to clean up what I messed up. I'm starting my life over again. You know what I said to myself? I made up my mind. I ain't lying no more. Cause a liar and a cheater can't make it through the door. I got to clean up.
I want y'all to look, look, everybody, just look at somebody beside you. Say, neighbor, I love you. Say, I know you might not know me, and I might not know you, but you know what the both of us need to do? We need to clean up. But I'm better. Come on, y'all. I'm starting my life over again. Yo, help us sing. Come on. Come on, y'all. I got to read up. Let me hear you sing it. But I'm better. Come on, let me hear you. Yeah, yeah. 
you mean a lot to me. You keep on loving me, oh yeah, yeah. I lift my hands in worship because I love you. Because I love you. I love the way that you love me. On Monday, February the 5th, 2024, it's Reverend Robert E. Ellison from Fort Washington, Maryland, with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast. He'll be coming forth that at 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network. Be sure to tune in. That's Monday, February the 5th, 2024, 9.30 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Reverend Robert E. Ellison, he is the writer and author of The Biblical Insight of Coping with Chaos here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network. Again, don't miss him right here at 9.30 a.m. Monday, February the 5th, 2024, 9.30 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe that God's about to pass out miracles like Jonah. You get a miracle here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network. HD2. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Catch the wave. Yo, 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 yo. You're in the mix. Catch the wave on the NFI. Coming to you live in the studio of the NFI Gospel Network. The People's Station. Preach, preach, preach up. I know that's right. Can I get it in an amen? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Praise him. Holy Ghost DJ. It's your boy on the ones and tunes. Gospel flavor coming at you. 2027 Gospel Station. Keep it locked. That's how we do it around here. NFI. North Carolina. Georgia. California. New York. Seattle, Washington. Around the world, in studio, NFI Gospel Network, the number one station in the world.
without you don't know that you got Jesus. And that's enough. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. It goes just like this. There's always somebody talking about me. Really, I don't mind. You try to stop and block my progress most of the time. The mean thing is things don't make me feel bad. He heard my plea, came to see about me, he's my all in all. 
let these young folks are doing up in here. I want everybody lift your hand like these young folks do. Lift your hand. And if you sure enough know you got Jesus, when I count the three, I just want you to jump up like these young folks doing and give God some praise. Y'all get ready. One, two, three, I'm
Michael Booker from Greensboro, North Carolina, and you're listening to the NFI Radio Gospel Network in Raleigh, North Carolina. Catch the wave.
NFI, North Carolina, Georgia, California, New York, Seattle, Washington, around the world, in studio, NFI, Radio Gospel Network, the number one quartet station in the world.
all your favorite gospel hits plays here.
to the limits, but it put me in my back. Now I know that what you want won't lie. Trying to hold me, feel like I'm under attack, yeah. But then you set me free. It's easy for me to see that you only want me. I feel you pulling. No matter how far I go, I feel you pulling me back. Keep me a little longer 
joining the NL5 Radio Gospel Network on Monday, February the 5th, 2024, is Reverend Robert E. Ellison from Fort Washington, Maryland, with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast. He'll be coming forth that at 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network. Be sure to tune in. That's Monday, February the 5th, 2024, 9.30 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Reverend Robert E. Ellison, he is the writer and author of The Biblical Insight of Coping with Chaos here on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network. Again, don't miss him right here at 9.30 a.m. Monday, February the 5th, 2024, 9.30 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe that God's about to pass out miracles like Jonah. You get a miracle here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network.
director singers, a big round of applause. Amen. It's 50 years. That's a milestone. Amen. And you don't get that every day. <clears throat> and I always tell people in Lincoln Park, we are unique. Amen. We are we're always the trendsetters. Amen. <laughs> so, so it's 50 years of Eli Ratcliffe singers. And that name, you see that Eli Ratcliffe, and we see that um, the founder, Eli Ratcliffe Sr., and our builder, Eli Ratcliffe Jr., amen? And even the pastor has Eli in his name, amen? William Eli Ratcliffe. So give the Eli Ratcliffe singers another big round of applause. Eli Ratcliffe singers, you will be rehearsing this Thursday at 7.30 and Saturday at 1.30. Put your hand together, if you will. Right now, I know you able. 
all power in the palm of your hand. On my way home, ooh, on my way home, yeah, yeah, on my way home, Lord, hey, I'm depending on it, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Give on to God today for being here, my pastor. Deacons, saints, ministers, friends, and also first ladies, and also immigrants, first lady. It's a blessing to be here today because we're in a time where it's something about life that we, we, we run through life and we find ourselves at a point in time in life that sometimes we have to ask ourselves, how do we get to this point in life? And what is interesting is that um, and I heard the birth, birthday announcement, you know, on the 29th, I will be 66. And I came across some of my friends that says, you know, that are younger than me. And they said, as soon as I turn 62, I think 62 and a half, I'm going to retire. And um, I'll be truthful, when it comes to um, retirement, I never prepared for retirement. Because, it's, you, know, you know, I'm from the old school, because before they, you know, put in a retirement system, we had to work, you know, while it's day, because the night comes where no man can work. And if you're a farmer, you never retire, because every day God has blessed you to wake up and walk out in the field and, and see the bright sunshine. Or if it's raining and you said telling God, thank you for the rain, because these crops need to be watered, you know, before all that, you know, we uh, we were people who understood God. And why would you say that, preacher? I'm finding the more and more that I deal, you know, into life, I come across people who talk about the preppers. I say, well, what are you talking about, preppers? They say people that are preparing for when the lights go out and they have no electricity. People that are preparing for when the heat goes out. And they, you know, have no heat. And people that are preparing that when the food shortage comes, they're ready. Now, some of you on um, the older heads, like um, Deacon Harvey Horton, understands that, you know, during the summertime, there was some canning going on, that if the stores were closed through the ice storm, you would go into the shed and you would take out one of those mason jars that was sealed during the summer. You say, well, preacher, where are you going at? I'm, I'm, man, I have a sermon today saying there's something about preparation. There's something about, you know, you, you can't, okay, I'm a, our ice storm is going to come in a couple of months. We don't know that. We don't know that. You say, well, I'll plan, and when you're a week before that, I'll plan for when a week before the ice storm, I'll go to the grocery store and I'll get me some bread and milk and some eggs before they go in there and clean off the shelves. Isn't that true? When the storms are coming, they clean the shelves, right? But when you prepare ahead of time for those storms, you say, whether the storm comes, you know, I'm prepared. And if it doesn't come, I'm still prepared. And that's where we are. That's where, you know, I find now that, you know, where's my preparation for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? 
I can't, you know, it reminds me of how some people say, well, I'm going to party, I'm going to keep partying, partying until I drop. And then once I drop and I can't party no more, then, you know, then I, you know, then I will get my soul saved. You know, you know, you know how it is when we're out there in the street, we playing with, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep on doing this long as I can do it, you know, but I'm, but I'm planning one day. I'm planning one day to see the Lord, you know, so then when that two years is up, then I'll step over that threshold. But suppose these hit for those two years. So, uh, so I'm reminded that every day we got to prepare for our soul's salvation. Where are you going to preach? I'm going over to Matthew, you know, 24 chapter. 24th chapter, the 43rd through the 44th verse. And it's interesting, Jesus, you know, made a serious point here because now we have ring cameras, we have these motion detectors, we have all these things that prepare for something to happen, and when it happens, we will be alerted. But see, when God decides it's your time, you're not going to be alerted. And when God says he needs you, you're not going to be alerted. He's going to call you in a quiet, still voice. So Matthew 24, 43, and 44 says, Jesus says, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And that's the way it is, you know, because there's a difference between preparation and planning. See, preparing, you know, see, see that, what, what, are you, what are you saying, preacher? Like I just mentioned, you can say, hey, look, I'm planning, you know, get all this out of the way, and then I'll be prepared to get my soul saved. But see, the thing is, you prepare now that, Lord, I know I'm out here, I'm not. 100%, you know, but I'm striving to make 100. Every day is a new day because you have to understand this world is a sin of commission and omission. And in that process of understanding those things, you got to remind that every day is a new day with the Lord. And see, we, we sit back to, at times and we can't sit there and throw our hands up and say, Lord, you see, you see me every day like the publican and the Pharisee. You see me every day. I'm throwing my hands up. So, you know, I'm worthy, Lord. Where there's a person who be walking that walking around every day without their hands up, but they're in constant prayer every day. And see, I I, I study you know different religions, and so I, I I read the Quran and I, I watch the Muslims, and I'm like, you know, it's interesting because they say I'm prepared to meet Allah. And they say what I'll do is I'll put a suicide vest on, strapped with a bomb. I'm gonna run in the middle of 200 people and say Allah, Akbar, and blow it up because I know that when I blow myself up, I'm going to heaven and get me 40 virgins. <laughs> you know, they prepare for that stuff. You know, it's in their mind. But see, I'm telling you, I love the Lord, but I'm putting, I ain't gonna put no vest on. Yeah, because because my Lord said, you know, has reminded me when Jesus was standing there after the 40 days. You know, the devil said, cast yourself down. You know, because your God will send down a legion of angels you know, to, to take care of you. And Jesus said so eloquently, he says, um, why tempt the Lord thy God? You know, it's not necessary. That's why you be prepared every day because when these trials and tribulations come to you, you be prepared yourself. Because you got to look at every day is a test. Because when you walk in that job and you get the pink slip, you're not prepared to get that pink slip. You heard rumors, but you know it's one of those things you say, I hear about it. And then when now you, when you're leaving out of there, you got the pink slip. There's so many now that are prepared that if you get that pink slip, it's not the end of life. But if you're in Christ Jesus, you are prepared when you get that pink slip. 
The longer that activity of my limbs, and I was telling my daughter the other day, I said, you know, matter of fact, my son sent me this article where we find that, you know, people under the age of 50 are dying rapidly with cancer. And the doctors and the CDC are saying, you know, what has happened? Because we prepared our health care system that if things happen, we get people back, you know, into the system quicker and faster because we'll give them some pills and we'll give them some surgery. And, we know, we'll tell them it's preventative medicine. We got all this astronomical health care. But I told them, I said, you have to understand in our society when we walk with God, when we trusted God, we walked daily with God. We didn't sit there watching TV all day. We didn't sit there on the cell phone all day. We didn't sit there on the iPad all day because you go back, most of the jobs were manual labor. Manual labor jobs means that you couldn't party all weekend, all weekend, and make it to the job. You know, we had, you know, we had people that drank, but what they say is, you know, I'll drink on Friday and Saturday, but I got to get myself back together on Sunday. Because I know I got to meet the man on Monday. But my brothers know we had another way of saying meeting that man on Monday. But you know, you, you, so now you know you had to keep yourself, your health, you know, because that's, that's how you made your money, your health. You had to make sure that your health, so you were prepared to take care of yourself. But now the preparation's not there. Because you say, well, well why would you say that, preacher? But you think about it. They have what they call Blue Sunday. Nothing opened up, no liquor stores, no cigarettes, nothing was, was sold until after 1 o'clock. It don't take no genius to figure out what, you know, why 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock, the churches were emptying out, and they gave there, and, and they, people had prepared themselves for the you know, coming week by saying, you know, I went to church, I prepared myself, I got my notes from the pastor, I got my scripture, and I went there and I got confirmation. See, now we're not getting confirmation because we're not gathering together where two or three gathered in his name, he shall be in the midst. We're not communicating with each other anymore. Rather than, you know, pick up the phone and call and talk to somebody, you say, well, I will text them, and I will give them some acronyms, you know, when they say, you know, they text me something funny, I'll say, LOL, laugh out loud, or OMG, oh, my God. But I'm saying that for some of the older people, you might not know what the acronyms are, but because it took me a while to, you know, <laughs> so I had to read a whole lot of text messages to figure out what was going on. But in that process, you're going through all these things where God wants to prepare you to get you to that next level, but you're not preparing yourself. You're not understanding God's word. You're not understanding you know, the signs and the symbols. You know, like even now that things that are being written, you don't understand. Because in the book of Daniel, when it said, Mini, 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 Take All on Fossil, you know, it was a warning, you know, that the kingdom was going to be divided, Okay. We see things that are written, but we don't pay attention because we're not prepared. We know you're planning for, you know, okay, when the time comes, I'll be ready. But here you got to prepare until that time. And, and what I found that it was interesting because, you know, there was a team that was playing football. And they were, they were interviewing the guy, and he says, oh, we were prepared for that last play. What are you prepared for? Because in practice, we practice when things break down, who's going to run where and how they're going to run there, you know. We didn't know it was going to happen, but guess what? We were prepared. So by prepared, we just we, we went there. And the only way you understand what's going on in this game of life, let's just go fast forward to the game of life, because everybody understands that, you know, we look at life sometimes as a game. And I was telling you, I was talking to a guy the other day, he said, the only way you know what's going to be called in your game of life is if you're in the huddle. Are you in the huddle with God? 
to know what scripture he's getting you and preparing you for when you get that, hey, you got a pink slip. Or when you get that phone call at midnight. And, you know, it's kind of weird because I got, you know, I talked to my cousin, you know, three weeks ago and I was talking to him on a Saturday at six o'clock and I was asking about, you know, my aunt who raised me until I was four years old and she was deaf and mute. So her, her and I had a relationship. So um, he was saying, well, she's still here. She's holding on. Then at 7.20, but when he was on the phone, he said, let me get back to him getting a phone call. I said, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, okay, I know the place. She's still holding on. 7.20, my sister calls me. She goes, you know, what you doing? I said, I'm just sitting here. And she said, how things going? I said, well, I just talked to you know, my cousin today. You know, I know his name. And, you know, and he was saying, I'm still, still holding on. She said, Derek, Derek, stop right now. I said, what are you talking about? He gone. I was like, but I was just in the huddle. I knew the place. You know, she was still holding on. And that's where we are sometimes. You know, we're in the huddle. We know the place. And so we prepared for the next move, right? But then what happens when you get a broken place? Because you were planning. I was planning, okay, my night's over, you know, and I, I'll pray for it later. But, you know, I, I know it's like, okay, be prepared. I will, you know, just hearing that little bit of news, she's still holding on. You know how it is? You hear that news and still yet holding on? You say, okay, okay, you know, okay, well, I'll just, you know, plan to call tomorrow. Now, if I'm lying, you say, you lying, preacher. You know, that don't, I don't do that. I don't do those things. So you know how it is? You hear a little bit. You say, okay, I'll plan. But you know you got to be prepared. I should have got off that phone call. Says, okay, try to prepare yourself. And even when you're prepared, sometimes the play don't go the way you want it to go. So you got to be prepared for when the play doesn't go the way you want it to go. And that's why I'm finding that, you know, this is, this is precarious about life with these obstacles that we have, that we keep putting ourselves in a position where we should be prepared, but we keep leaving, you know, leaving the huddle. And then we get to the huddle, you get there, and you got to remember, yes, we prepared this place. But Jesus sometimes gives us an audible. Y'all know what an audible is? He'll change the place. It changed the play because sometimes you get to the point where, you know, when I was first, you know, saving the Lord, I would walk around with this Bible mm. and I was, and I knew it all. And I would see some people with some vice. And I said, how dare they, you know, God need to just take them, snatch them right now. Those of you know, you were young babes in the, you know, in the sense of milk and you, had not started eating the milk. See, I keep you know, eating the meat. And I keep it real, real, real reality. Then the next thing you know in life, I slipped on a banana peel, and I'm like, wow. Hmm. Then the Lord prepared me. He says, when you go to and fro, understand that we are our brothers and sisters keepers. Be prepared. Because even the Bible said, be prepared that when they're down, you pick them up. So when you're down, they pick you up. Be prepared. And see, what happens, we prepare that as long as I'm up, I don't worry about those that are down. I, I, don't, I don't operate like that. And I was, I was in the gas station. This Muslim guy was saying, you know, you, you, you're kind of weird. I said, what do you mean? He, you know, look, one day, a lady was in there. She said, that was Saul. And I go in there, my, 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 my landscape, you know, I do yard work, all you know, dirty and sweaty and stuff. He goes, you, you, you're never telling me. And I'm looking at her. Ain't nothing to talk about. Why should I tell you? Why should I come in here like, you know who I am? For what? He says, 
This is you know, how do I do not understand you in America, America like titles and you know, people like this. I'm like, nah, I don't operate like that. I said, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm sorry. I I'm I get sweaty like everybody else. I know that my number get, gonna get called like everybody else. So why puff yourself up? Because the next thing you know, you know, you you're gonna change your zip code <laughs> to two feet under, you know? <laughs> or no, six feet under. Well then again now they you know they got to the point where they're you know, they, they, you know, they minimize it because there's not enough space. But in that process of preparation, I came, I was on my way to church this morning. I had this sermon prepared. It was laid out. I don't pastor and let me know in advance. You know, yeah, I wrote it out and stuff. And then it was one of those situations where my brother never calls me. He calls me at 10 minutes till 11. And we're talking and you know, and and I said, yeah, I'm on my way to church. And he goes, yeah, I want to be at the meeting. I'm like, I said, wait a minute now. Because a lot of times he called me, I'll be truthful with him. He's drunk. I want to talk trash. You know, we had those relatives like that, you know, that liquid courage, you know, sober, you know, say, how to say, a drunken man's mouth speaks to sober man's you know, man, you know, what is it? I forget how to say, sober man, something like that. And, you know, we were talking. I expected him to stop cussing and carrying on. He didn't. I said, boy, you singing this morning? He said, yeah. You said, you don't know nothing about me? I said, what are you talking about? He used to open up with the Sensational Nightingale. He used to open up with Slim and Supreme Angel. My grandmother used to play piano for him. I'm like, where was I at? Where was I at? You know, in the Tabernacle, you know, Gully Street and Goldsboro, when they have, you know, the Holy Convocation stuff, he would open up and sing. But I'm like, I told him right then, I said, you should have been prepared. You should be the one delivering the sermon this morning, you know. Not me. I never opened up, you know, for, you know, for church, you know, you know any, any of these events with these groups singing the Lord's song. And he started to say, well, I sang this other song. And I said, I, I never, you know, go, I'm going somewhere. I'm like, wait a minute now. And he said, hey, stop, listen for a minute. And he, you know, he just sang that song while I was there. And I wasn't prepared. And it really just took me to another level where I'm telling you, it's like Jesus said, you know, if you knew, you would have all these things in place. But there's a good reason why sometimes you don't have all these things in place. Because when you over-prepare, you overthink it, right? Let's keep it real. You overthink it. I'm sitting there thinking he was going to ramble, but then by the time he finished singing that song, my mind was all over the place. I believe it. And that let me know, even in the midst of our families, get the families, it's time to huddle up. It's time to get the families into play. I don't care who you upset with. It's kind of weird you hear see stuff on Facebook. Yeah, you live right across the street from me. You wouldn't even come and visit me. But then when, you know, when a person dies, you go to the funeral. Too late. We're holding too much in because the devil has taught us how to be divided. Because we were not prepared to understand God. But in the preparation of understanding God, what he teaches us is that, you know, yield not to your own understanding because God's ways, you know, our ways are not God's ways. And what's happened is that right now we're looking at a situation where where are we going with artificial intelligence? Because in the Bible and the book of Revelation, it's, it's already told you about these days where we'll just be a number. But one thing about God's church, he has prepared us. Where two or three are gathered in you know, his name, he shall be in the midst. 
He has prepared us that if we make one, you know, one step, he'll make two. He has prepared us because he went on Calvary and says, I will take your, your yokes upon me. I will take your sins on, upon me. And by 39 stripes, you shall be healed. He has prepared us with his word. And what has happened from Genesis to Revelation, somehow or another, we decide because it was in a book, we won't open it up. And now that we have it on where we can pull it up on smartphones, and we're not pulling up smartphones, we're pulling up Instagram, we pull it up TikTok. And I understand this because the greatest battle I have right now is with my grandchildren and TikTok. You know, it's, you know, he's, you know, they're acting out. And I'm to the point where I say, I'm going to act up because you're acting out. But I say, well, granddaddy, you can't do that. I say, well, don't ask me for a dime because if I give you money, you see, I'm, I'm aiding abetting that. I can't aid in abetting that. And my grandmother taught me a long time ago because one of my friends came by. I, I knew he was in the street, and I gave him a couple of dollars. He said, why you give him a couple of dollars? You know what he's going to do with this. You need to be prepared to let God guide your senses and your principles. And she said, well, I'll give you a place to sleep. I will give you something to eat. But all this other foolishness, I can't be condoning that because what happens, that leads you down the road of perdition. So I'm prepared to show you to follow me as I follow Christ. And that's the preparation that we need to have in life because Jesus is letting us know that oh, you, you, you got to be prepared because, you know, the devil, you know, these, these things will come. And with these things coming, you've got to be prepared to walk with God because there's a song that you know, hit me after my, my brother, you know, finished. I sat in my car and cried for a minute, and then that song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And then I, 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 you know, I skipped and said, you know, cursed and washed in the blood. And that's where we are every day is a preparation for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To God. That's why we come to church is to prepare our hearts, our minds, and souls. Because there is going to come a time and we want to be able to meet him in the air when he comes. We are, we want to be a prepared people for a prepared place. I ask everyone to stand. Let us pray. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how. Give me thanks and praises for this day, this time, and this hour right now, God. God, we would like to say thank you right now, God. And God, we say thank you because we can look back over our lives and we can understand how good you are to us. So, God, we say thank you. We say thank you for communication. We say thank you for the blessings of the past. We say thank you for putting us in this place, in this space, in this moment in time. And, God, with that same spirit, we ask you to do it again, God. We ask you to do what you always have done. You've always provided. You've always healed. You've always made ways. You've always done that thing. So, God, we ask you to do it again right now, God. God, we hear the praise reports, and as long as you're still blessing, you're still in the blessing business. So right now, God, we might not be next, but we are in line. And so we say thank you in advance. Thank you because we understand you just healed Sister Kittrell on yesterday so you can heal on today. We say thank you in advance because we know that you blessed on yesterday and you can bless on today. We say thank you in advance for your blessings are ever before us, God. And your presence is 
soothing to our hearts right now, God. And God, as long as you are God, you are able and capable to do all things. God, you said in your word that you will withhold no good thing from us. So for those good things that we are praying for, we ask that your Holy Spirit fall right now. And God, give us the ability to wait on you. Take our hands off of it. Take our minds away away from it. And God, have your way. For if we could fix it, we wouldn't be praying for it. If we could have done it, it would have been done a long time ago. So God, we arrest our will and we have your will in its place. And God, we say victory is in your name. So in your name, we claim healing. In your name, we claim abundance. In your name, we claim breakthrough. In your name, we claim deliverance. And God, we are so confident in you that we won't wait till the battle is over. We'll praise you right now. We praise you in advance for all the things that you're going to do. And God, we say if you'll forever be our God, we can forever be your people. We ask all these things in the name of the Father, Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. In Jesus' sweet name, we do pray. Amen.
Lincoln Park Holiness Church is about loving people and helping community. Our main objective is winning souls. You are welcome to partner with us or help sponsor this ministry and broadcast with a donation. Please visit our website at lincolnparkchurch.com and click the Let's Give tab at the top of the screen. Feel free to leave comments. You can also download the Givelify app on your mobile phone and look for Lincoln Park Church. Cash app, hashtag Lincoln Park CRF. We are located at 13 Heath Street in Raleigh, North Carolina. God bless you, and we look forward to you joining us next week on NFI Radio and Catch the Wave from the number one radio station reaching the world with gospel music and preaching. I was lost in my own world, feeling really confused, didn't care about anything, I felt so abused, one day I looked up to where my help comes from, told the Lord of all my problems, but it was already done, he cares, cares for me. a.m. and on Thursdays from 1 o'clock to 1.30 p.m. where we teach the Word of God and we enjoy the Word of God. Join us. It's the way. Monday, February the 5th, 2024, is Reverend Robert E. Ellison from Fort Washington, Maryland, with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast. He'll be coming forth that at 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network. Be sure to tune in. That's Monday, February the 5th, 2024, 9.30 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Reverend Robert E. Ellison, he is the writer and author of The Biblical Insight of Coping with Chaos here on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network. Again, don't miss him right here at 9.30 a.m. Monday, February the 5th, 2024, 9.30 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe that God's about to pass out miracles like Jonah. You get a miracle here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network.
There is no other name under the sun whereby men can be saved but by the name of Jesus. Watch this, y'all. Praise him. Praise him. Glory. 
but just bring it up to date. Can I do that? Same song. Okay. Just a different beat. Yeah. Can I try it? Do your thing. Right, let's do it.
here tonight. Through your trials and tribulations, you're still here. Came up on the rough side of the mountain. But through it all, God kept us all around. We just want to tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you because you brought me over When I strayed away, you had mercy on me. When I failed to get on my knees and pray, you died in my
Come on, give the Lord a praise Everything changed It's getting harder to recognize The person I was Before I encountered Christ I don't walk like I used to I don't talk like I used to I've been washed from the inside I've been washed from the inside
Catch the wave seven days a week, 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. at NFI Radio Gospel Network, Raleigh, North Carolina, on our website nfiradio.com or on Facebook at NFI Radio Gospel Network. Or listen by phone by calling 347-215-8049. We also have a television gospel broadcast that airs every Saturday from 4 p.m. till 5 p.m. out of DeKalb, Georgia, on DeKalb Channel 25. Or live stream us at thecal25.com. It's all live right here on the NFI. Coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. Another song that I wrote. I wrote this song because I found out a long time ago that everybody grinning your face is not your friend. And then I found out that everybody kiss you don't love. You know, we have some friends. As long as you're doing something to please them, they'll pat you on your back and say, honey, go ahead, you're doing fine. But the moment you change and start living for Jesus, they'll find all sorts of mean things to say about you. They say you've gotten too holy, you've become a religious fanatic, you're not going to last very long. But I don't care, I don't care what they say about me, as long as I know that I'm pleasing the Lord. And I wrote this little song for their benefit. You can't help me.
some days I feel like I can't walk on water And some days I don't even know what I said Sometimes I am afraid to show honesty Because I feel like I am losing a friend I got traumas and I need some healing But I find myself running again and again I can't pretend I'm okay and keep doing my thing But I'll go back to God in the end, yeah I'd be lying, I'd be lying if I said I don't need your love I'd be lying, I'd be lying if I said I don't need your love Jones, Jesus will always be there. 
can truly say. Sometimes I lift my hand and, and said, Jesus, he ain't never, he ain't never left me alone. Thank you. 
Hold on, hold on, bitch. <laughs> I don't dance. Dance tonight. I don't care if you just got to pick up your feet and march. I promise you, where there was nothing, by the time your feet hit the floor, 
there's going to be something. Don't just move your feet. You got to open up your mouth. Why do you shout? Because when you release the sound, you are opening up a new season in your life. When you go ahead and do it. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. your way to your seat. Tell somebody, I just got better. I just... Oh. I just got better. Everything is changing. I said, everything is changing. Everything is changing. It won't be long from now. It won't be long from now. You know the song. You know the song. You know the song. 
Know your headlines, but they don't know your details. 